day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design, some people say, is even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Cause all I see is the tower of dreams, real love bursting out of every scene. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. And Miles. And we're back. Everybody else died. Everyone died. <laughs> uh, sorry for the long break. Uh, hopefully I have gotten, by the time this has been posted, I've gotten the other uh, podcast posted as well that we did weeks ago. And listeners, I know it's been a long time since we've been back, but unfortunately, I have been having nothing but computer problems, and that has kind of occupied my time for the past month. It has been a uh, really really crappy month uh hopefully it gets better and hopefully uh hopefully the new motherboard i got in actually works and i can get that all situated and fixed and that'll be out of my hair <clears throat> and regular life can go back to normal we uh we've gone been gone for a long time we're not going to cover everything that we missed because that would be fucking ridiculous and we'd be here for hours and speaking of which i'm going to start a timer so now we have a one hour timer. We're going to try and do this so I can get to the podcast, get it edited quickly and uh, get it out there. But uh, one of the things that we do want to talk about is Amazon continues to tell us that uh, we're all racist and sexist and bigots because uh, we don't like the rings of power, regardless of the fact that they're not following any of the lore and they're doing most of their, their decisions are being guided based off of social justice warrior bullshit. Because somehow, if uh, according to Amazon, if you're a black person, you can't enjoy the Lord of the Rings or anything from Tolkien because there aren't specific black characters. So for some reason, that's not racist to think that way. And I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. Uh, the fact that they think that because there's not a black person in something that you can't enjoy it because you're black. Right. I I liked Boys in the Hood. Maybe I shouldn't because I'm white. Uh I really like a lot of rap music. Maybe I shouldn't because I'm white. Like does that sound fucking ridiculous to anyone else? Is anyone else keying right. into how dumb these corporations are? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and you know, we we already know that they don't bother to do any reading. But no. uh yeah, you know, I've never read any of this shit, and I'm fully aware that there are darker skinned people in Middle Earth, and they just haven't been shown because they're on an entirely different part of the fucking continent. Yep. Even says that in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So hmm. Written by a man who's a who's a devout Roman Catholic who grew up in England and wanted to write a story that was and wrote a story based off of the things that he knew from his own culture, which was mostly Anglo-Saxon. So 
makes sense why most of the characters look the way the, the way they look. And uh, but keep in mind, Tolkien is also racist, while at the same time completely woke. He is totally woke and was anti-racist while being racist. Listeners, I'm not even exaggerating when I say this is the shit that comes out of people's mouths. That this is the shit that gets written up by people who are supported by Amazon and are promoted by Amazon for articles that they write, for papers that they write, in order to try and win over the wokedivists out there. Because they think that they are going to carry the entire series instead of the fans. Yeah, I guess when uh, when you already have such a dislike ratio, you grasp at anything you possibly can to try to push things your favor. Right. I don't understand this whole idea of like, let's alienate our fans and completely lambast them when they don't like something that we've made because it's their fault that we made something shitty. This is the route that that Disney has now taken. This is the route that Hollywood in general has taken now for years of just saying, oh, well, if you don't like it, you're a racist bigot. Yeah. What? Which, you know, full disclosure, I'll still give it a shot just like I did with Obi-Wan and, uh, um, Boba Fett and stuff like that. I'll give it a shot, but I have no expectations of it being any good. And I will stop watching as soon as I get annoyed with it, just like I did with those. Yeah. And, and I can understand that. I can understand the whole idea of I'll give it a shot. I, I don't have any qualms. If somebody wants to do it. But my question is at yeah. what point do you just stop? What, at what point do you just give up and say, fuck it, I'm not going to do this anymore. F- for me, for it was for, for Obi-Wan. It was the, uh, just turning Obi-Wan into a bitch. No, I just mean, I just mean like in general, like at what point do you just stop even catering to it? Like even, even giving it a shot for me, it happened before Kenobi came out because I was sitting there going, they're just going to fucking ruin this. I don't even want to watch it. Uh, cause they're just going to ruin Canon. And I knew it was going to happen. Hmm. I've decided that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to watch any more of the MCU. I don't give a shit. I don't even care. I don't care that like Taika Waititi made, you know, Thor 11 thunder. As much as I like the guy, I'm not going to watch Thor 11 Thunder because I have no interest in the MCU anymore. They have fucking right. trashed that entire universe for me, and I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, you know, I've and you you very much well know this. I'll watch garbage stuff as long oh, yeah. as it's entertaining, uh, or at least I can entertain myself watching it. Uh, and that that's kind of what lends me the ability to just ignore most everything and give it an opportunity. Granted, that's you know, those opportunities are are thin. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm still curious to see Eleven Thunder, but I absolutely understand your gripes, and I will probably be sharing them very, very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with the story for Eleven Thunder. Just uh, like in listeners, this is just from the comic book aspect of uh, Jane and how she becomes Mighty Thor and all that bullshit. Uh, her storyline doesn't make any fucking sense. Like Mjolnir can stop her, her cancer instantly. And it makes her basically into a Thor like person. And all I can sit there and think of is if it can do that, then shouldn't all the cancer be gone. The moment she, she powers down. Nope. Cancer's right back to there. Then what the fuck is Mjolnir useful for? If she can turn her into a God, why doesn't she have the God like healing powers of a God? Doesn't make any fucking sense. And if Mjolnir can suddenly turn anyone into Thor, why the fuck wasn't Captain America the fucking Hulk? Right. In in the MCU. 
when he got the when he got the the when he got Thor's hammer, he got Mjolnir. He should have been more powerful at that point than Thor himself. Or is it that it just makes Thor more powerful than himself because Thor is already ludicrously powerful because he's an Asgardian? Like, do you see the 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 problems with like any of that stuff that that goes on? Like, there's no thought process that goes into it, and they create these stories. And the whole reason why they created that story in the first place. And this is even out of Marvel's own mouth. They created it because they wanted to have more female heroes. So they created female Thor. That was it. The whole saying is uh, uh, possess the power of Thor, right? I mean, not not become Thor yeah. per se. And that's and that's so. the the that's the thing where his father takes his powers away, though. Hmm. And but but Thor doesn't need Mjolnir in order to have those powers afterwards. He still has those no. powers, right? So yeah. Why would it that Mjolnir can can continue to give other people Thor's powers afterwards? Doesn't make any sense. Like none of that stuff makes sense. And granted, that's (laughs) that's looking for that's looking for logic in an illogical world of comic books, right? Right. But the problems that I have with it is the fact of knowing the reasons why they made these things. Yeah. And the decisions that they made when they could have done anything for for the newest Thor, they could have brought in brought in Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Fucking, I've been wanting to see Beta Ray Bill in the MCU since the MCU was started. Yeah, and the you know and the rumors have flown around about you know that uh, about him being included, uh, but you know nothing's ever been solid, obviously. Yeah, and they finally have the fucking axe in there, and still no Beta Ray Bill, and I'm like, wow, this is kind of a real missed opportunity. And instead, they're going with, oh, we're going to bring in Natalie Portman again because we want to have uh, you know Jane Foster as Thor, and it'll make us have more representation. And uh, then you have Natalie Portman going on interviews and uh, laughing with an uh, with a uh, columnist who knows nothing about the MCU in reality, knows nothing really about Marvel in general, and point out the fact that oh, it's the gayest Marvel movie ever made. And you go and sit there, and go, okay, then I guess I don't I I don't want to go see Brokeback Mountain Marvel movie, right? I didn't want to see Brokeback Mountain in the first place, so why the fuck would I want to go see it just because it's a Marvel movie, right? Listeners, I'm not saying that's what it is. I don't think that's what it is. I think that they, when they say it's the gayest Marvel movie ever made, I think that they're just saying because it has more gay people in it than That'd any other Marvel assumption. movie, and that's it. Yeah, and that's the only reason for it. It's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, even with uh, with uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I, I watched that recently, and while I was mostly still kind of entertained by it, there was a lot of issues with that movie. Uh, oh yeah, to the point where you know, like you said, you just don't don't give a shit anymore because clearly they don't give a shit. Yeah, it's that whole thing of you. If you're not going to take this seriously, I'm just going to leave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, they ruin they ruin a character, they nerf a character, and for the first half of the movie, the CGI makes me feel like I'm watching Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I'm like, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> That's how I feel when I see the newest uh, trailers and, and sneak peeks of uh, Rings of Power. Like, mm-hmm. you guys spent billions of dollars to make this property, and it looks worse than what Peter Jackson made over a decade ago. Right. Yeah, fucking masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? What, the biggest faux pas was the, the vehicle going across in the background. <laughs> right. In the, Which in I think the Shire, they digitally I removed think. for the home release. Uh, probably. <laughs> but let's face it, there's only one way to watch those movies. And that's director. <laughs> <laughs> that's director's cut. Yeah. That's the extended editions. Uh, 
Yeah. So like, I'm at that point where I just, I just don't care. I don't want to watch them anymore. I'm done with the MCU. I am not going to give, I'm not going to give rings of power the, the time of day. If they're not going to take it seriously, I'm not going to take them seriously. So, yeah. uh, I will say I'm not going to watch it. I will say if I had to pay extra for watching rings of power, like, Oh, you need to subscribe to this or you need to pay a rental fee or something like that. If I was having to pay extra for it, no, I wouldn't even bother. Yeah, I mean, it's included in prime. Yeah. So, but if it, if it wasn't, then yeah, I would still, be, I'd be in the same boat as you. I'm like, I'm not going to give it a try. Moving on to, uh, you know, listeners not to harp on this any longer. So moving on to, uh, other stuff that's been going on. Diablo immortal came out and, to, to no one's surprise, and yet somehow everyone's surprise, it was a pay-to-win game. It's, it's a mobile game, guys. It was a mobile game to begin with. You knew it was going to be pay-to-win to start with. How, how did this surprise anyone? And I don't know if anybody's got surprised really by the fact that it was a pay-to-win mechanics. I think the thing that they were mostly surprised with was how much money it was going to drain in order to try and get the equipment that you need, which is the gems. Uh, that you need in order to upgrade your your gear and actually be ready for end game. The game starts out pretty easy progression, uh, decent, and people enjoy it. And then there's this massive wall that people have hit it, like it hit about halfway through, and they suddenly realized, oh, I have to start buying things. Yes, it's a mobile game to begin with. You guys don't have phones? <laughs> Come on, we should know this. Uh, no, they 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 had specifically designed this to try and fucking drain as much money out of people as possible, and I mean it's it's got to be working because the CEO is now defending it and saying how great it is, and people actually enjoy the in, enjoy it. Never mind that has the lowest score on Metacritic from from users from gamers than any game in history. Now it's beaten all of them. Now that's impressive. Considering how many times this has happened in the past year right. from game companies of you guys keep screwing over your customers and people keep fucking lambasting your game. And yet still it's somehow successful to you. And uh, somebody ran the numbers of like how much money they've, they've raked in uh, from Diablo immortal. And they're like, Oh, you know, so many people have played it and this is how, you know, this is how, how great it's been. This is how many, and they said, this is how many uh, chests have been like sold or whatever. And somebody calculated it out and they showed like, that's a, that's a big difference between that and the number of game or the number of Diablo three or copies of Diablo three that have sold. And they showed the numbers, the numbers difference, and it's millions and millions and millions of dollars in difference. Uh, I think it's like over a hundred million dollars in difference of what Diablo three made in like a month, no joke versus what Diablo immortals made. And the thing is, is like, while I see that, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a huge payoff. That's a big difference, but that's not the long game. The long game is from blizzard of trying to get people to drain money in this game for fucking ever. That's why it's called immortal. (laughs) (laughs) It will last for eternity on this fucking thing. You will have to be immortal in order to finish this fucking game (laughs) or have an infinite amount of fucking money in order to beat it. So they've shown like somebody got so pissed off at it that they created an emulator based off of the game's own uh rng math you know there it's own rng to tell, tell you how much it would cost you to in order to get the five gems required or in order to upgrade i think it's just i think that's just like one piece of gear is what they were saying I like don't know. the five gems or maybe that's a full maybe that's a full set 
but you have like, you have to get like more gems in order to do other things as well. Yeah. In the game. But they showed like, it shows how much people have to like have to, how much have, they have to pay. And there was even a YouTuber that had paid or not a YouTuber, a streamer on Twitch that had paid in, and this was like in uh, New Zealand uh, dollars, I think. And he paid like 26,000 New Zealand, which I think comes out to like 16,000 here in the U S uh, somewhere around there. And I, it was just fucking nuts. I was like, you gotta be like, that is insane. Yeah. And he did it just to see how much it would take to get his first five star. And he was so pissed off after doing that, that he was just like, he fucking deleted his character, destroyed his account and stuff like that. Like he can't get that stuff back, but he was just like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. And other streamers have jumped on and said, we're not going to be promoting this game anymore. We're not going to take any sponsorships from blizzard because of this. Like one guy, I guess, uh, had said that he, or, uh, sorry, not guy, a group that was going to create the, uh, the gamers guide for it. And this is a, uh, I cannot remember the publisher. I apologize listeners, but uh, this is a group that they've made. They've never made, or they've never not made a, uh, a guide that they've started on for a game. And they get paid to, to do this a lot of times. And they said that they were not going to finish it. They they refused. They canceled the contract and went, Nope, we're not going to make it. Uh, you know, fuck, basically fuck this game. I mean, the game um, even because- got banned in fucking China. Because <laughs> how yeah that that it. was the and that's listeners that's the funniest thing is it banned it was banned in China and never mind the fact that the game was literally made for the Chinese audience if you don't know why I'm saying that it's because China has this China has the largest mobile gaming uh, community in the world um that's one of the biggest reasons why the mobile gaming uh, area has taken off so much is because in China people play mobile game mobile uh, mobile games all the time and it is so big there that it's a they they control essentially China is actually the the biggest gaming audience in the world because of it, and that's weird to say considering how it used to be the United States, uh, but they have they have the the largest demographic for gamers based off of that because they have the largest demographic for gamers that play mobile games. So this game was literally made for that audience, and then it was turned down and told, "Nope, we're not going to let you guys bring it out here." So what are you guys? What are you doing this for, Blizzard? What who are you making this for now? Who is this for? If China turned around and said, go fuck yourself because of a tweet that was done in China, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah. Uh, it was tw- China's version of, of Twitter listener. I, I can't remember what it's called, but a, the company that is representing essentially representing blizzard on uh, that platform accidentally tweeted, basically asking when uh, Xi was going to uh, step down and yeah. they called him the bear. If you don't know why, uh, the guy looks like Winnie the Pooh. So they asked, when, when is the bear going to step down? Uh, and uh, supposedly the, the tweet was removed within minutes. But uh, yeah, and supposedly that's not why it was banned. But come on. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was banned. We all know CCP. We're well, we're well aware. You guys don't like the fact that your leader looks like Winnie the Pooh everywhere he goes. He looks like Winnie the Pooh. 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 <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, listeners, we're not allowed in China. <laughs> it was funny. Is it wouldn't even be a big deal if you would just take it as a fucking compliment instead of a fucking insult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're you're saying that the leader of the CCP looks like a cuddly bear yeah. that people love and the people will follow. Yeah. Oh, reliable friend. Well, then they love the CCP. <laughs> what a jackass. What a fucking douchebag. Can't even take a fucking joke. <laughs> 
Well, of course not. Because uh, if he could take a joke, then he wouldn't be putting people in prison for their religious beliefs. Oh, sorry. At re-education camps. <laughs> they're, they're, summer, they're summer camps for, for people to relearn skills. They're learning how to code. Involuntary tech school. <laughs> Trade school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're learning to code. Show me your war face. This is the, the like this is the thing that drives me nuts is like Diablo Immortal was pointless. Like the their whole plan behind it of why they were creating it completely bullshit. The uh and the company is just continuously defending a pay to win scenario where people are it's it's catering towards gambling addiction. It's catering towards the impulsive buying addictions that people have. And that's why that's why listeners I bag on uh mobile games because Games on your phone are 99% of the time they are designed to just try and rake money from you constantly. Mm. They are not designed for you to have a good time. Whereas in consoles and PCs, you can't get away with that shit as much because people find out and then people lose their shit. And the entire community comes together and goes, go fuck yourself. That happens over and over and over again. That's why they wanted to make this for the phone because when it comes to PCs, you can see the PC community going, go fuck yourself. This is bullshit. Fuck you. That and it's the whole, you know, adage of least amount of effort, most amount of money. Yeah. So least amount of effort, most amount of money. A lot less going into a mobile game typically than a console or a PC game. Yeah. Uh, I played it for like 30 minutes, maybe when it came out. And, you know, like you said, at first you start off here it's pretty much holding your hand you're you're already kind of a badass uh there's not really yeah. much challenge or anything to it uh i stopped playing it just because i got really fucking bored with it because basically you're playing diablo with only like three abilities four something like that so it's just really yeah. boiled the fuck down so i was like no i'd just rather play diablo three yeah which is what we've been doing, but the internet's not really cooperating. Um, now that, now that, listen, yeah, listeners, I have a PS5, by the way. It only took a year and nine months. <laughs> <laughs> and your PS4 committing seppuku. I, like, if, what's funny is, listeners, I got it, and I, I literally was not even that excited getting it because I was like the whole time I just kept waiting for it to be like your order has been because I got the orders delayed I was like I kept waiting for it to just be canceled I'm yeah. like I'm not going to get this thing it's never going to show up like this and I like at the uh, I also you know I've been waiting a year and nine months and I just at this point I'm like ah it's I don't fucking care <laughs> I did laugh as soon as you fired it up you're like this interface is bullshit <laughs> like yeah, yeah that, uh, that UI <laughs> is uh, that user uh, that, that UI and UX is just fucking garbage it, well, playstation if you're listening to this and you're designers for your for your user interface and the uh the whoever's in control of the uh, user experience if you guys are listening to this and i'm saying this as a designer and i'm saying this as somebody who's worked in uh with ui and worked in in the ux departments and uh that is one of the worst interfaces i have used on a console ever it is uh absolutely just garbage and the fact that you had you don't have ba- you didn't have basic things in this console to start with that were available on the previous generation is fucking hilarious. Like people have been asking for themes since the system came out and you still can't give it to them. Yeah. Something the PS4 has had for years. And this is supposedly more powerful. 
So if it's supposedly more powerful, why can't it do these things? Yeah, don't get me wrong. The uh, the whole backgrounds thing changeover for the 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 apps and games that's cool, but I miss my themes. <laughs> yeah, I miss having a normal you know home screen that's not trying to advertise the entire goddamn store to me. Yeah, or a party system that you can easily navigate. That's easy to set up party systems, drop in, drop out. That doesn't create groups every time I want to add somebody to a fucking party and it creates an entire new party chat. That's that's insane. Yeah. The way that you guys dealt dealt with this whole system is just stupid. I'd like to have folders back. I mean, for fuck's sake, Microsoft came out with the user interface for Xbox. And when they came out with the Xbox series, did they change the user interface? Nope. Exact same thing. Why? Because the only thing that the gamers cared about was the fucking games. Yeah. Is the system more powerful? Yes. You'll, will I be able to easily navigate the system going from one system to the next? Yes. In fact, we didn't change a goddamn thing because you should be able to go from one system to the next like that. It should feel seamless. Yeah. Uh, and they have a history of every time they change the interface, they get shit on for People it. People fucking hate because it. Because it's terrible. Yeah. Every They've never really truly improved uh, the user interface since the 360. No. Now, they, there's been times where it's, it's flowed better, but that's about it. Yeah. It's never really gotten better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when your settings is considered a fucking app, that's just insanity to me. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it, we're at the point where we know how to use it. Like it works pretty much fine. And like, so don't make it worse. <laughs> yeah. And the PS4 was great. Back with version seven was fucking great. Why? The uh, drop in, drop out for chat was freaking amazing. Uh, adding people to a, uh, adding people to the party, easy as pie. Fucking changing your settings for audio was easier back then. It was easier to do so many things in that system and the fact that you had this user interface that worked so fucking well folders god for god's sakes how do you not have folders on on playstation 5 how how was this forgotten yeah just never-ending conga line of squares up at the top yeah on top of that they've now switched over to the playstation plus essentials and playstation plus what's the other fucking versions it's like Oh, plus plus and plus plus plus. I'm just going to call them those. <laughs> you know, the the integration of PlayStation Now and the downside to that listeners has been the fact that in uh PlayStation Now is now missing games that they once had in the system. And uh that's kind of a bummer. Uh I went in there and it's missing the uh Chains of I, I believe the Chains of Olympus and uh Ghost of Sparta are no longer available through PlayStation, uh, through the, the PlayStation streaming service, whereas you can play God of War 1 and 2 uh, and 3 through that. You can't, I think even Ascension, you can't play the uh, two games that came in between. And uh, you could do that before when it was just PlayStation Now. In fact, I used to play them through that. Now I have to go back to my play. This is why I have my PlayStation 3 still. Now I have to go back to my PlayStation 3 in order to play those. What the fuck? Sony, I don't know what you guys are doing with your your streaming library, but you realize that you should have your system should have for streaming should have every single PlayStation exclusive. That was a major hit. All of all of the greatest hits should be on there. And the fact that you don't have that is just mind blowing to me. There's no preservation of 
a of gaming history with any of these services. Even with game, this is true even with Game Pass. But the difference is that Game Pass has been expanding and expanding and expanding to the point where they've actually added the majority of Xbox's exclusives that people actually would play. So Game Pass was on the was on the right track. Whereas PlayStation just keeps going, oh, we'll add and we'll remove things. Well, why? You own some of these. Some of these titles are exclusive to only PlayStation. You own the rights to them. Why, why aren't they on there? Why aren't they on your system? Well, because, uh, you know, it's easier just to not have it on there than to, you know, do more work. I guess. That's the only thing I can think of. Would I recommend PlayStation Plus uh, any of the tiers beyond Essentials? Nope. Essentials is all you need. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need the other two. The other two are completely pointless because they don't have the library and you're not going to you're you're not going to use it. Trust me. They're not adding enough games of newer titles to it to to make it worth it worthwhile. They're going to add Stray. That'll be amazing the fact that they're actually adding a uh an indie title that's going to be be on there for day 1. Well, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Are you going to do that with your first party titles? Nope. <laughs> Remind me why I'm paying you this much a year. Yeah, I already have that uh, pre-ordered through uh, Steam because uh, it was like twenty-two bucks. Yeah, I think. But uh, yeah, uh, speaking of questionable content decisions, uh, Ubisoft has decided that they're going to stop supporting the uh, live servers and also uh, DLC, DLC for a lot of their older games. Uh, come. September? I can't quite remember. Sometime in the yeah, fall. it's in September. Uh, so, listeners, this includes like DLC that is essential to finishing up part of a storyline. Yeah, uh, like Prince of Persia, the cel uh, shaded ver- or cel shaded one that came out a long time ago. Uh, I love that game, and I have it, and I also have the DLC for it. Now, the problem is, is that they're going to stop supporting the DLC, which means you have to make sure you have a hard drive with this backed up at all times. It's basically turning into the PT demo yeah. uh, at this point, because once it's gone, you might be able to download the game, but you can't download the, the DLC. Why? Why can't I download the DLC? There's no fucking reason. Right. It's just, it's not going to be available anymore. What? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. And they're doing this across the board. They're doing this with a lot of Assassin's Creed games. They're doing this with, you know, online components, watchdogs, like it's just fucking retarded. And people are sitting there going, why, why are you removing the DLC? Why the DLC, the DLC? It's, it's not anything other than added game. It's not like it's, it's requiring online services in order for me to play. Yeah. I could understand maybe making it so you couldn't purchase it anymore. You know, yeah, you know, it's just not going to be available for, for, for purchase any longer, but the fact that if you already own it and they're basically going to strip it away from you, I mean, we, we already uh, established long ago that we don't really own any of our fucking games, um, especially yeah. when it comes to the digital. But simple fact of the matter is you paid for something that you should be able to use until you don't want to use it anymore. And they're going to, you know, pretty much make it so you can lose that shit. It's a, uh, fucking asinine <laughs> yeah uh granted for me personally not gonna affect me per se because i've you know, all the games they've they've listed i'm not going back to as much as i absolutely loved a lot of the older assassin's creeds i've been there done it like i don't i don't need to go back through 
But yeah, they can get that. But there's a lot of people, uh, especially you know, generations growing up, that will never have experienced it, and yeah. now they won't have the opportunity to experience it in its full fledged state. Yeah, listeners, it'd be like if suddenly you couldn't play all of the God of War series. Oh wait, can't play all of the God of War series anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Sony. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing of like you're you're not preserving a library anymore. You're not giving the chance for people to go back and play these old titles. And this is what listeners, this is what actually leads to the more credence of people just completely pirating games, uh-huh. completely pirating old games because and I'm sorry, but and I realize that it's against the law, but I support it. I support that. I support pirating old games because the simple fact is that, that these fucking developers, these fucking publishers don't give a shit. And they're not going to preserve their libraries for you. They're not going to make sure that their games are around years later for you to enjoy. Could you imagine if this is the way people treated fucking old Atari games? This is the way that people treated, you know, the old, uh, you know, Galactus and stuff like that. The old arcade games that there was nobody out there to make sure that there was these these units out there for other people to enjoy and to remember. There would be we we wouldn't have really a gaming history. It would just be like, oh, move on to the next thing, get rid of it. It's the equivalent of taking cars and no longer preserving classics and no longer keeping classics on the road and just saying, fuck it. The new thing's out. It should just, it should just rust and people should forget about it. Right. It's part of our history. Why the fuck aren't we, why the fuck aren't we trying to take this and do something with it? Why aren't we trying to create a library of all of these games? Are you trying to wait until the metaverse actually becomes ready player one? Is it going to become the Oasis? Cause according to, Facebook, they're losing billions of dollars per month on the shit that is the, the the metaverse. And listeners, if you've seen the metaverse, like trailers for it, the commercials, they're hysterically bad. And then you see the actual metaverse and it's even worse. And you go, what the fuck is this? And you wonder, and you have to ask yourself, why is this costing so much money? Facebook has no fucking clue what they're doing. So I don't know what these developers are doing in the side with all these games. But if you're if they're hedging their bets on the metaverse becoming a thing and then being able to preserve their games in that, well, we're all fucked. Pirate games, pirate them, pirate all of the games. <laughs> and speaking of pirates uh, and Ubisoft, you. Uh, <laughs> they finally released uh, gameplay uh, on Skull and Bones. Now. <laughs> <sighs> This game has been in development for a decade at this point. Oh, close to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so on one hand, on one hand, I'm surprised <laughs> it looks as questionable as it does with the amount of time that they've been provided with to get this game going. Well, on the other hand, mind, it's, it's been on, restarted on, four times. Oh, yeah. On, on the other hand, it's Ubisoft and development <laughs> hell. So in that yeah. sense, it's not surprising at all, but it's still disappointing. Um, yeah. Also, listeners, the other thing we forgot to bring up is the fact that Ubisoft is being forced to release this game this year because of the amount of subsidies that they have from one of the countries that's invested in the in the game. And uh, it's millions of dollars worth. And they've basically have a contract that says they have to release it this year. Otherwise, they're going to get in really big trouble, really big legal trouble. So if that game is going to come out this year, you can bet. It's not finished. I will say that uh, the gameplay itself looked fine. Um, the 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 big thing that I noticed right off the bat uh, when it actually got around to the gameplay 
was the uh, the images on the sails being very uh, low res and yep. which was really weird. And they also kind of moved kind of shitty, too. I don't know if part of it was compression and, you know, you're watching somebody else's gameplay. But, you know, there were some frame rate issues, too, like nothing atrocious by any means, but not smooth. I will say that the the biggest potentially redeeming factor, and I say potentially redeeming factor because I haven't seen a concrete statement on it yet, but they make it sound as though you have to enable PvP. So you could potentially just go out there with your friends and play the story, if you can call it really a story. You can... You but it's do. not here's the thing though it's it's you controlling a ship it's yeah. not you it's not you on it as an individual on the ship and that's that's where the well, gameplay kind of breaks down for me of the fact that it like i have zero interest in this game whatsoever it could be co-op all the way and i would still say fuck this game because i've seen i one i've seen how the the resource gathering works for it i mean yeah that doesn't look appealing at all oh, god that looks fucking terrible aside and from maybe the fishing it's yeah still yeah if it's a game, it's just a game for Josiah then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you do have an avatar that goes on land to interact with uh, locals at the uh, pirate coves or outposts, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, but, very few. But yeah, it's it's so limited to, to that point. You're like, why bother with it then? You know, why isn't it just yeah. the ship the entire time if it's going to be that paltry? You know? Um, Which is what they were trying to do originally. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, it was supposed to be a Sea of Thieves game. If, if there's no other purpose, it's just wasting time to go on shore at that point. It's basically a social hub. It was supposed to be a Sea of Thieves, like battleships, except for just battleships, like fighting on on the on the oceans. Yeah. And that was it. It was supposed to be a PvP game that people went, oh, I'm not going to play. Like, and that was the thing. People just went, I'm not going to play that. This is, yeah. this is getting to our next conversation, but people were just saying, I'm not going to play that because it's only PVP. Yeah. We already had sea of thieves. Yeah. People already saw that people were, you know, that their, their own followers are like, I'm not going to play this unless it's got a single player campaign or actual like PVE and stuff like that. So they were like, oh, okay, they had to change it. So they had to change the game after that. Then, then they started showing off other things and uh showing off the pirate coves and then they made the the mistakenly made the statement of you'll be able to go on to other islands and then that start restarted development again because they didn't have any of that the only thing you could go off the islands for was going to the pirate cove and then after they realized oh we don't have the we don't have enough uh, time to create more locations and islands where you can fully explore then they scrapped that and went right back to the build that they had prior to that like this is how how convolutedly bad their entire development has been and they don't know what their game was the entire time that they were trying to make it just that they had a, they had a a mechanic that was originally created in assassin's creed three that they're like, Oh, well we can, we can build off of this. And it got even bigger in assassin's creed four. And they're like, we can make an entire game off of this now. You know, that was basically the, the, the thought process was, Oh, we can make an entire pirate game based off of this instead of the, uh, remembering the other aspects of what people enjoyed. So, Ubisoft forgot that they were making a, that they were trying to make a game that people would enjoy, and they forgot that the majority of their players enjoy primarily single player experiences versus multiplayer experiences. If you want a multiplayer experience from Ubisoft, you go to Rainbow Six. Oh yeah, yeah they already have that. And if you want a multiplayer experience with with pirates, oh somebody's already fulfilled that with Sea of Thieves. 
which their their player count goes up and down constantly. So Ubisoft didn't know what they were making. And in, in the meantime, you had EA who decides to make a fucking tweet that says she's a 10, you know, they're a 10, but they only play single player games and realized that or didn't realize that uh, years back EA had made the statement that uh, single player games are dead. They didn't know that one of their former CEOs had said that and yeah, that people had lost their that. shit. <laughs> and and they 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 uh so they tried to turn around and and turn it into a campaign by getting some of their developers to bag on themselves, to bag on EA, to try and turn it around and turn it into a oh, you know, we'll take the L because uh we made a terrible statement. No, you guys are just fucking stupid. Yeah. And, and they tried uh, to claim that oh, there's they're their uh social uh their social aspect isn't headed up by them you know it's headed yeah. up by a separate company i'm like even if that were the case why you know yeah. so you have you have ubisoft who forgot that they're primarily their primary audience is mostly into into single player campaign games that they've made and then you have ea who forgot that they had single player games mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so uh, overall, I would say that the uh, the majority of the in- the industry is completely tone deaf. Yeah, out, out uh, of touch. And we we've stated it before. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, and you know, speaking kind of uh, out of touch is uh, Bethesda. You guys are completely out of touch with uh, how your your engine is so out of date that you should just stop making games on the, you know, the creation engine entirely. I mean, it's literally an engine based off an engine from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Gamebryo needs to die. (laughs) Yeah. Gamebryo needs to go. You need to stop making games on it. Uh, And listeners were talking about the uh, Starfield debut that they showed off. And we, when we got to see that it was uh, very unimpressive uh, in my opinion. And um, there were a lot of problems in there. And if, uh, you want to see full breakdown analysis of uh, just how bad that is. Uh, I would say that there's plenty of channels on there that show you just how bad it went, but legacy killer kind of blat, you know, goes, goes through and blatantly points out like, this is an issue. This is an issue. This is an issue. And then points out all the problems that are going on with the engine while the demo was going on. And all it does is make me remember the fact that they showed off a person going up la- a ladder. And I laughingly went, that's not going to happen. Right. And nowhere in that demo does a person go up a ladder. <laughs> why because the game brew engine doesn't allow it you can't go up ladders in the creation engine that's why they're considered loading points yeah and all that was one of those games. things that i had to think about like uh you know years back when we first talked about it i was like holy yeah. shit i was like yeah i've never gone up a ladder and if that's the game yeah. like other than as a as like a you know access point screen transition but uh yeah yeah, I'm still I still want to see where that goes. I still want to experience I get the it. game. It's, you know, I, I want I I've, want an experience that Bethesda is known for being able to deliver yeah, in the past. Absolutely. Uh and I'm willing to give them somewhat of a shot even though we got Fallout 76. <laughs> uh I still think that they can go back to what doing what they're they're known for and what I enjoyed even with all the bugs listeners. Yeah. But am I willing to yeah, am I willing? Would I be willing to give them a shot if it wasn't included in Game Pass? No. Mm, I don't, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a tougher sell. I'd have to see a lot yeah. more to really get me hyped for it. 
<laughs> yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to really, it, they'd have to really sell me on that game. And yeah. the only, the only way I'll be, I'll be playing it is through game pass. So, yeah. uh, so something included in the service. Uh, but yeah, but I, yeah mean, I fully, fully acknowledge all the fucking issues it has. But, and you know, it's the same thing I said with Ubisoft, you know, in the past, I know what I'm getting, <laughs> you know, in general. It's yeah. like, so long as it's fun, I can overlook a lot of things. But we'll see. Yeah. So, listeners, that's been kind of the main theme for the last month, apparently, is that developers and publishers are completely out of touch with their own audiences, not only just their own audiences, but also with their own develop uh, their own development teams and uh, the people making their games. So, it's been it's been an interesting theme to to come across. In the meantime, uh, Activision has has proven that they were not guilty of any accusations that were made by former employees <laughs> and current employees. And how do we know this? Because they investigated themselves. There's been a lot of that lately. <laughs> Trust us, we're we're completely on the up and up. Yeah, been been a little bit too much of that whole uh, we're investigating ourselves and we found us to be at no fault. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Yeah, in multiple <laughs> aspects of life. Yeah. <laughs> Not just in gaming. Zero accountability as society. Zero accountability. No one wants to take responsibility for the things they do. Nobody wants to actually point out the fact that they're wrong about anything and uh, can't accept accountability for it. So in the meantime, listeners, we personally at Geek Out Heroes, we are working on trying to get our own D&D going. Uh, and whether or not we actually do any recordings with that, we don't know, uh, or video with it. We're still trying to work out whether or not we can even get started playing. So right. we're going to get started on playing and hopefully that'll be uh, the schedule that'll last us uh, or work with our schedule wise. We're going to try and do uh, one, two uh, per month or one to two times a month. Uh, but that's going to work out with the buy as, as long as I can continue making podcasts and getting them edited, uh, the bi-weekly release with the podcast. So we'll be doing the podcast and then uh, the next week we hopefully will be doing a D and D cam or the uh, D&D campaign stuff and then after that uh, doing a podcast the following week after that and maybe we'll be able to talk about it hopefully we will hopefully we'll have some funny stories and some uh, some fun times and be able to tell you guys a little bit about our, about our campaign and who knows maybe we'll actually get to point to the point where we actually can record ourselves and you guys can watch along as we do the stupidest shit possible because I'm sure it'll happen <laughs> yeah. yeah most it's of us, us are relatively not. new <laughs> at it <laughs> yep we uh we you know we were talking about a group of people who also sat there and said you know we need to make sure we have a healer and nobody chose healer so well i have healing ability my yeah, miles has healing abilities but we have nobody who's <laughs> actual healer yeah so and what's funny is our secondary characters are going to be loaded up with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i even made so nobody I even no, made. it'll be all healing it'll be all healing the next go and nobody will be able to do any damage i even made a backup backup so <laughs> because <laughs> that's that's how much faith i have in me staying alive in this game but right um so as far as uh uh entertainment wise goes if you're ready to move on from from games oh yeah absolutely that's, uh, uh that's i going. went and watched the uh recent minions movie uh i can't remember the specific name of, uh, i think it's rise of Gru, i believe i think uh, you're correct it was good, you know. It was it was still fun. Uh, out of all the minions and uh, Despicable Me movies, I I would say it's probably the 
least favorite out of all of them for me, but it's still fun. Now, um, if you can, if you have kids to take it to, uh, to take to the movie or uh, you find some decent ticket prices, then I'd say it's totally worth it. You and I also got to go see uh, Maverick. Yeah, we got to go see uh, Top Gun Maverick while you're out here. And uh, listeners, that is the best goddamn sequel I think I've seen in years. Yeah, it was it was um, fucking amazing. It was so fucking good. Um, God damn. Thank you, Tom Cruise. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for making that movie. Uh, yeah. That was a blast. That was truly just a treat to go <laughs> and see in theaters. I still think he's a fucking nut, but I'm appreciative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's It's one of those things like like I think I think you belong to a batshit crazy religion. Uh, but I love the fact that you make, you, you still make movies that are popcorn movies. He still makes movies. Like that's why somebody made this, somebody made the statement recently of the fact like Tom Cruise might be the last greatest action star that's ever lived because he continues to make movies that people just want to go see and that are just entertaining. They're, they're there to give you the escapism you've been looking for. And that's their purpose. And I and I was like, I can't argue against that. That that's a great statement. He makes fun films. I think that uh you know, another, kind another, of turned into that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh and you know it and it wouldn't be a Tom Cruise movie if he's not running. And of course he gets <laughs> to run in this. So uh hey, yeah, I mean go ahead. He he opened up the the movie. This isn't a spoiler. He opened up the movie with a uh yeah message of appreciation and thanks for coming to see it in theaters and in all reality like it felt really sincere i don't know if it's because he's acting really well but it felt heartfelt and sincere like yeah it genuinely came across as somebody who's just telling the audience of hey i realize you know i realize that we that that you haven't been able to come to the theaters and we made this for you we wanted this to be like he's talked about the fact that he wanted they wanted to be the most genuinely action-packed experience you could have in a film like this and that they they just wanted this to be made for for the theaters they wanted to be be made for the theater goers and that was it and i was like dude i was like let's do this like that that got me excited alone and then the movie itself was just so fucking good like everything about it just you you listeners you go in and you get kind of this Yes, this kind of excitement of the whole thing is just complete fan service all the way through. Yeah. And you're just like, God damn, why can't more movies be made that's just here to be good? It's just here to be fun, entertaining. It's not here to make a statement. It's not here to make sure it's got the proper representation. They, they don't make a big deal about the fact that there's a female pilot in the movie. Right. Awesome. I didn't and and I didn't even think about it until like probably about it about two days later when I was watching some reviews on it and stuff like that and how naturally it felt for all of the cast to be in the film and you don't think about it whatsoever. There's nothing about, you know, trying to, you know, bring up anyone's kind of rights or any kind of sexuality and stuff like that. You're just there to watch a good film. And that's the way movies should be. That's the way movies have been for decades. And for some reason, Hollywood has completely forgotten that and think that they need to make all these bullshit, ridiculous statements. Yeah, I will concede that it does a fair amount of uh, nostalgia pumping, which oh yeah, is fine because I'm an '80s kid. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't rely on it, you know, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, 
totally worth the ticket price. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely worth seeing the theaters. And uh, if you can go see it, we, we definitely recommend it. Yeah, I don't buy movies often, but I'll be picking that one up as soon as it comes out. I don't think there's anything else uh, movie wise, but we've definitely been catching up on some anime. And yeah. uh, one of the ones that we've uh, or we're still going through, uh, there's a couple of them that we're still finishing up. But one of the ones that we that we went through recently, quite recently, is uh, Goblin Slayer. And that was awesome. Yeah, it was really intense well as fuck at first. Like when you don't know what you're getting into. So listeners know that it is, it is not shy uh, when it comes to the, to the violence and gore. Yeah. No, um, not for little kids. <laughs> no. Oh. So that was, uh, that was uh, a really good, uh, really good find. Uh, another uh, anime movie to watch is uh, I think I, I might've talked about this in, in a previous one, but Padma inverted. If uh, listeners, if you haven't seen that, that is a great anime. You should definitely check it out. Um, it's available to buy on uh, Udo, I believe. Um, I had purchased it when it was on sale one day, just took a shot in the dark, watched it, and was like, wow, this is actually really good. Don't really want to give anything away, but uh, it involves a uh, one group of people who live in the normal world and a group of people who live with gravity inverted so they can actually fall towards the sky. Very frightening thought. It involves a, a boy meeting a girl who's inverted from from him and their relationship and involve and involves a corrupt government and all this you know, crazy stuff. So definitely worth watching. It's not the best synopsis I could have given you, but uh, go ahead and check it out. Uh, look at a trailer. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. I've been watching the Orville. The Orville has been an interesting season. It's very serious for a lot of it. It's more Star Trek than Star Trek has been for years. Uh, not too bad. I has had a couple of episodes where I'm like, eh, uh, you know, I could have done without this. Um, there's a lot. I think a lot of people, I, I, I know the writers and Seth uh, McFarlane are probably really into trying to uh, correlate real world things with some characters. But I think that it's not a show you should read. You should really read into, in my opinion, and you shouldn't look for those correlations for real, for the real world. Cause I mean, you could find correlations from both sides of the fence, in my opinion, while watching that show. Uh, and I think that in many cases with a lot of things, the left will see what the left wants to see. The right will see what the right wants to see. And that's it. Yeah. So in reality, if you just look at the show, the way it's, it's written, which is like a star Trek show and you just watch it for what it is then you're just watching a, a decent show and that's it uh, that has themes that touch on themes from reality. Yes, but there it's not making absolute specific statements from one or the next. You could correlate many things from both sides on a lot of it. So keep that in mind. If you do watch the Orville, don't try to read too much into it as, as right leaning or left leaning. Just remember that it plays off of themes from real life and you can correlate it from both sides. That's it. Uh, and then you had have, one episode uh, where I just, just didn't care uh, about the, the story, but, uh, that aside, it was just a weird episode and I didn't care about the story because I felt like it was just kind of borrowing too much. It was an episode that felt like it was borrowing way too much from an old star Trek. And that's mm-hmm. the only reason. And then you have a show that has complete fucking irreverence for anything that's going on in the world. And it's fucking better off for it. Uh, the boys, we just finished up the yep. uh, season on. Uh, just, just yesterday. 
Yes. Uh, it was fucking fucking great. It was a great season. Um, you know, some infuriating aspects, but it adds to the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's I'm 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 always already set for the next season. So yeah, uh, just uh, you know, didn't didn't really slack on the brutality or the commentary on the ridiculousness that is today's social standing and topics. Yeah. Fucking great. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought fantastic it was fantastic work. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, just pure entertainment and yeah. that's what I, that's what I wanted of a show. That's, that's exactly what it should be. And, uh, it's kind of funny because I see, you know, I see articles come out and talk about how like, Oh, the boys takes a stance against the alt right and stuff like that. I'm like, what? Like, I seriously see this shit, listeners, and I go, what are you? What show are you guys watching? Right. Like, you guys do realize that they are they are pointing out the hypocrisy of both sides, right? Yeah. Uh, both both ends that they they're using both sides as a joke. <laughs> yeah, because like both extremes are absolutely jokes. <laughs> are absolutely fucking jokes. Like that's the point. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hysterical. Uh, it was fucking fantastic, brutal as hell. And, uh, the God bless, you know, are, you are easily the best character on that show <laughs> for the season. Fucking hell. Uh, that was great. Jason, uh, Jason Nichols does a great job as soldier boy, by the way, he plays pissed off asshole piece of shit very, very well and does a good job with it. Yeah. So I'm curious whether or not his, uh, you know, wh- how his character is going to uh, develop. If they're going to, you know, continue with with, uh, with anything uh, with him, or if they're going to leave it as is and just move on. Uh, not to give away any spoilers, listeners. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. I don't know what they're going to do. It doesn't seem like they they doesn't seem like they're going to tone down anything with uh, Homelander. I think that's just going to get progressively worse, like Loach had talked about. Yeah. Um. Uh, they've already had Bobby and Dean from Supernatural in the show, so we're we're hoping, or at least I'm hoping, that Sam is in the next season. So, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> so I mean, I was like, I made that joke at the end of the show. I was like, all right, who's uh, Jared Padalecki's character going to be in season three? <laughs> that was great. So hats off to Amazon for doing that. Uh, you got a great thing there. Now they do not follow the comic books listeners. So if you're a big comic book fan, if you're a fan of the comic books, it does not follow the comics at all. And I've been seeing some reviews pop up that are getting, giving it lower stars because of that. Totally understand. Uh, I get it. I can tell you that it doesn't follow it It, at this point. It it hasn't been following it for quite a while. Uh, but at this point it's just off the fucking rails. Keep that in mind. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, while listeners, I can sit there and say, oh, you know, I, I can I can watch it and, and see it for what it is. And uh, it's not Lord of the Rings for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not Tolkien. You know, sometimes I don't agree with that. Sometimes I think that, you know, you should respect the the original story. It's like fucking Iron Man three. Like I hate that movie. Uh, <laughs> like disrespect an entire fucking villain, like his arch nemesis entirely and just say, fuck it. We're going to do our own thing. Right. I don't, I don't care for that kind of stuff sometimes. So, uh, with the boys, it's been kind of fun. Uh, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting take, but they've gone a very different route and I'm still interested in seeing what happens from here and where they're going to go. Yeah. And, uh, we also finished uh, stranger things. Uh, yep. all of us, <laughs> I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got a, I, I, I finally got a, uh, a month of, uh, Netflix watched stranger things, started watching some other stuff. We watched uh, an anime by the way on there. That was fucking awful. It's called bastard. Don't watch that. That it's terrible. Oh yeah, I had raced it yeah. from my mind already. That's how bad I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I brought back we? bad memories. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awful. Listeners, yeah. it was so bad. We watched we watched two episodes and couldn't do it anymore. Um, I mean, some of it was yeah. kind of laughable, but good god, it was like it was easily make funnable, but that was yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was so cringeworthy. You're just like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, so we watched uh, that latest yeah, we, Bill Burr oh, special is fucking trash too. Don't watch yeah, that either. New Bill Burr is fucking garbage. Uh, that that whole like the this it's it's <sighs> listeners. I hate to say it, but Bill Burr is going woke and oh, yeah. not in a good not in a good way. <laughs> he is he is buying he's drinking the Kool Aid on a lot of on a lot of dumb shit issues and uh, taking the stupidest fucking stances I've ever heard on shit. But on top of that, he has this special where he brings in other comics, and the other comics that he has on there are just terrible. Yeah, They're even not, one not that I actually like because I, I actually like Jimmy Carr, and he brought him on for that. And it was, it was the worst set I've ever seen from Jimmy Carr. I was like, yeah. "Fuck me!" It was just painful. Yeah. I, it got to the point where we we're like, "Hey, don't we have anime that we need to watch?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go do that. Literally, just let's go do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was not worth watching. Don't watch that. So listeners, I have this month of Netflix. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll be able to binge watch uh, like anything else that they've dropped and pretty much nothing else has dropped except for stranger things. So I'm glad I, I only paid for the month. Yeah. Yeah. And you caught up on love, death and robots while I was out there. Yeah. Love, death and robots was good. Um, I watched uh, all of us, you know, all of part one and part two. There is no fucking reason why there was a part one and part two for stranger things season four. No. Other than member retention. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Membership retention. I was fucking right. Fuck you, Netflix. Yeah. It's still early. <laughs> That's enough. why I waited. I'd say we won't do a spoiler cast for, for stranger things. Oh yeah. Uh, but it was fucking amazing. It, it was. Yeah. It was absolutely fantastic. Good as as we're the talking about it. The, the, the first season has a special place in my heart just because of it was the first and you wouldn't have anything else at without that. Right. Yep. It's kind of like looking at alien versus aliens. Aliens might be the, the, the favorite, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't have it without the first one. So you sit there and you look at the first one, and you're like, God, that is a good fucking movie. And it's kind of the same way with this one of you have season one of stranger things, which you go back and you look at and you're like, God, that was a good fucking show. God, that was good. And then you, you go to season four and it's just, yeah, this is just, it, it's that and more it's that and then some uh there are some people who have gripes for how the story goes and what the about the main villain and stuff like that uh and we'll get in that when we get into spoilers but uh and hopefully we'll have loach on for that yeah because you know he's gonna want to talk about it <laughs> absolutely i totally understand uh people's gripes for it uh i get it i don't agree with them but uh i i understand it i understand the the gripes around why they would think that and why they wouldn't really care for it so much. And uh, part of that has to do with the fact of how as fans, we build up certain things in our mind or fan theories that come out about what's going on really within stranger things for the past three seasons. And if it doesn't follow along with those, because we feel like those are better, better stories or better ideas, 
We don't like them. Happens to me all the time, listeners. There are tons of times where I have a better story in my head or a better idea in my head that's not used because how's fucking Hollywood supposed to know what I'm thinking? And it just turns out kind of crap, in my opinion. Happens happens with everybody. Nobody, nobody's you know able to get away from this. But in this case, I think that a lot of people had a, had their own buildup about what uh, what was going on with the upside down, what the upside down is, and all that stuff. And they kind of built up an idea around that. And since it doesn't follow that idea, they don't really care for it as much. I get it. I think it was a fantastic show, fantastic villain. Uh, loved the entire season. There is a character that is the new Bob and uh, for me, and he is just awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, carry, you really did carry the show yeah. for a lot of it. Yeah, greatest character and, they uh, had outside of the main cast uh, in quite some time to me. Yeah. Like I said, since, since Bob is, it's that, it's that, I, you know, mean, I, I like Bob, Bob in season but I two. didn't like him nearly <laughs> as much as, as I like this character. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, and part of that has to do with the fact that they, they really do show a character that is, uh, I, when he gets more screen time than Bob ever did. Yeah. <laughs> but two is they have a character that because he has more screen time. They have a character that they kind of, they build up, they're able to show like his personality and the person that he kind of puts a front up about as, and the person that he actually is. And you get to see that, that person, uh, grow and develop through the season. It's awesome. Yeah. Great job. And he's, he's pure nostalgic stereotype of eighties and it's fucking absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so we don't go into, go into spoilers. It's just, it's a, definite uh watch if you want to get back into netflix and watch it that is the binge watch that you're or that's that's the show you're gonna to want to binge blast through it spend the month with netflix and then shut it off again uh you won't need to shut it back on until september because that's when cobra kai comes back so uh yeah that's it that's uh that's all i can recommend yeah i mean we canceled our membership uh i laughed my ass off at your screenshot for your your cancellation of your membership <laughs> Yeah, telling Netflix, you knew what this was. <laughs> I think Shayna just told him, like, you guys need to stop raising your prices every year. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I complained about the price as well. Yeah. I told him the prices are too high. Uh, yeah, two price increases in less than a year. Yeah. Not even half a year. Price is too high. You guys don't have enough. Show- like I told him they don't have enough good shows and good con- and, and good movies. Yeah. They don't. The quality's just gone, gone uh, downhill. The quality's, yeah, the quality's just shit. I, I went on there. I watched a couple of. We, we watched a couple of anime. Uh, overall, listeners, most of the anime on Netflix is trash. There's a few anime episodes. There's a few anime shows that we could recommend. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's very few and far in between. Uh, most of the anime is just not worth watching. Most of the shows are not worth watching. Most of their move, most of their original movies aren't aren't worth a goddamn. So. Uh, additionally, listeners, most of their anime is not exclusive to them. So you can find it in other, like other ways. Uh, the ones that are exclusive, a majority of them are just under contract. So that's the only way you can watch them currently is on Netflix, but they eventually come to video and I can recommend, you know, Violet Evergarden, fantastic, absolutely beautiful anime, but most of it's on Blu-ray. You can buy them and watch them that way. And just own them in that in that fashion. In which case, you get a digital version that's also going to be on Funimation, or I should say, going to be on Crunchyroll eventually. 
And while I realize other people have different tastes and everybody has their different likes and dislikes, the majority of Netflix content, if you look at it and really analyze what your money's going towards and how much of your money's being spent, how much you're spending per year versus how much content you're actually getting and absorbing, while Netflix wants to get your money month to month, they can't provide you with enough content for you to actually justify paying for it. So you might as well just wait. It's kind of, you know, exactly like what we do with Destiny. You're better off just holding off, waiting until a bunch of stuff hits, come back in, play the shit out of it, watch the shit out of it in this case, and then leave. Come back again when, when they have more stuff for you. And shit, at this point, come back once a year. You can binge watch everything within a month anyways. Yeah, I mean, the, literally the only reason why I have Amazon Prime is because I use Amazon for fucking everything. So I have Prime on top of that. I get to watch shows. Great. It's included in, included in price. <laughs> so hooray. Uh, but if those were two different things, if they, if they charged me Amazon shipping and then Amazon Prime video separately, fuck that. I wouldn't have Prime video. Right. There's not enough. There's not enough good content on Prime. There's not enough good content on any of these streaming services to be truthful. Not enough content on any of these streaming services to justify your money month to month at the prices they're asking you for. Hulu gets a pass right now because I'm watching the Orville. I watch Shorzy and I watch Leonard Kenny. When Orville's done, I'm out. Yeah. I have nothing to watch until Letter Kenny hits again. Yeah, which I don't think is supposed to drop until fall, I think. Yeah. Um, I've been rewatching so, Gravity Falls on there just because I fucking love that goddamn cartoon. <laughs> right. Anyways, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Whether you're Sith or Jedi, Rhyme or Vulcan. We don't care. We just want you listening to us. Share your opinions with your friends. Have good conversations out there. Make sure you tell your friends about us. It's the only way we get around. This is Vargo. And Miles. Keep on geeking on. We're out. And that's enough of that. We don't want a copyright strike against us from Metallica because, uh, you know, they can't just have fair use for fucking podcasts that don't make any goddamn money.
never gonna make you cry.